0: You're listening to Uprising, the rebuilt student podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry.
1: Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I'm Allie, your host, and we are here in week four of our series, Student Leadership. Here with me for today's car ride's worth of content is Daniel, our director of Next Generation Ministry, as well as one of our student leaders, Carson. Carson, thanks. For being here.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: And if you haven't listened to our podcast before, even though I am positive, you are a devoted listener. I know you are. We always start with what are you loving right now?
0: You know, well, it's coming to the summertime, and summertime means pool time. And, you know, in the pool, you have to wear a bathing suit. And right now. <laughs> yes, you do. That's typically the appropriate thing to <laughs> do. <laughs> and right now I'm loving the different designs, the crazy designs on my bathing suit. Mm. Like my favorite one right now. I got a hot dog guy walking around with a cold beverage in his hand.
1: A uh, hot dog guy. Mm. That sounds like a good one. Every, I mean, that's so summery. Hot dogs. I, I don't think I've ever suits. seen a
2: hot dog bathing suit. Oh, we'll have to go to the pool it one It just time. has <laughs> a
1: hot dog guy on it. It's not like a yeah. hot dog all over. No, it's a full suit.
0: body Yeah, it's Yeah, like, <laughs> <bathing> it's like <laughs> a <laughs> suit. It's like a hot dog guy in a suit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like what
0: you see at a baseball game.
1: Yeah, yeah, I got it. Daniel, what are you loving? You got any hot dog bathing suits for us? I have
2: no hot dog bathing suits. My <laughs> bathing suits are very boring. Um, I love bocce ball. Mm-hmm. Have you ever played?
1: I have not. I've watched it at like the Italian festivals downtown, but mm. I've never.
2: Well, we have some friends of church here, Marianne and Chuck, and they built a bocce mm. court in their backyard. But really you can play bocce anywhere. We played in college on like, you know, the sloping college campus in Seattle. Mm. And it's just a like it's a good social thing to go out and do and the weather's nice and I just like bocce ball.
1: Mm. Very fun. Very fun. I'm actually going to go with both of you on the summer stuff I'm loving right now is the beach. Because I just recently got a chance to go to the beach in Florida on like the Gulf of Mexico. And it was just beautiful. I haven't been on the beach in so long. So it was very nice and relaxing. The sand, the water. Putting your feet in the water. I didn't get sunburnt. That's a big nice. win for me. I am pale, for those of you who can't see me. Can love it even more. Yes, I <laughs> love it even more. Yes, well, as I said, we are in the fourth of five weeks of our message series on student leadership. We have about 20 teams involved in student leadership now here at Nativity, including which is Carson. We've been talking to different student leaders each week of our series. And if you missed any of these, you can always go back and listen. The first week we talked to Lucy about recruiting student leaders. The second week we talked to Ryan about giving student leaders tasks versus responsibilities. And the third week, Filippo is here to talk about the right level of commitment to ask for from student leaders. So this fourth week today, we've got Carson to discuss how to share correction and wisdom with student leaders.
2: So Carson, you've been a student leader for the last two years. We've gotten to see you grow a lot physically and your confidence and your skills and your faith. So what are some of the things that you've learned through your experience? And maybe, I mean, you've been part of your campus ministry as well.
0: So what are things that you've learned during that time? Well, when I first started coming to Nativity, I wasn't really invested in any of our programs or Nativity as a whole. And I was being forced to go to church every single weekend. But as I went more and more, I started to gain more confidence in God and church. I started to learn the value of going in every week. I started school and started to worry about the popularity and my social status rather than being focused on work and God. But then I got the text from Daniel asking me to join student leadership, and no thought, I agreed to join the team. After a short time in the program, we went on our first confirmation retreat as a team, and I didn't think anything of it, and I definitely wanted to go home and play Xbox. But it wasn't until that night... The last night on retreat, playing over the group, I connected with and being prayed over made me learn the true reason why I was on this team—to spread the word of God—and that really just made me feel confident in myself and helped me gain confidence in others that they would help to, you know, build relationship with God.
2: Hmm. A A
0: lot of student leaders, the retreat is either
2: like the starting point before your student leader or for you. Uh, have you gone on a retreat before you were a student leader?
0: I did, yeah. Okay, to receive. But but then
2: flipping that and being the leader on the retreat was a big
0: moment for yeah. you. When I went on retreat, I didn't really understand it. Yeah. But then going as a leader really made me like realize the importance of going. So.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, the retreat and the personal ask that you mentioned of Daniel reaching out to you personally, I feel like those are two things that we keep hearing over and over again from all of you. Well, part of what we want to do with student leaders is challenge you guys, and we don't have all the answers, but we have a few more years and a different perspective to offer. So can you think of times when you felt encouraged or discouraged as a student leader, or what do you think made the difference between you being able to hear and receive feedback and not?
0: Yeah, so I definitely have an example of this. Actually, on another confirmation retreat, I Are you going to call one, one of us out right now? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Discouraged no, no. you? <laughs> um, so I really just discouraged myself on this. Uh, I was going up for a message, psyched about it all weekend, prepared for it, and was ready to say it, and I went up on stage after being prayed over and after getting all that opportunity to practice, and I went up there, and in my mind, I screwed it up. Like it was bad. I kept pausing, apologizing, just a whole bunch of stuff. And I really just discouraged myself. I couldn't think of anything positive about it. And I just thought it was a total train wreck. But it wasn't until later that night, somebody came up to me and they showed me and they told me how it impacted their group and how their group was affected. Because their group wasn't talking before I said my message. So it not only encouraged me to keep on writing, keep on speaking and not be afraid of that, but it also helped me to realize like, maybe I should look in the good rather than in the bad. So hmm. mm-hmm. that was, I remember you, you were really
2: down about it, yeah. but it, the content was great. There were just a couple of moments when there was like a pause, you kind of lost your place. And I think it, it, when you're the speaker, it's just amplified when you're up there. Yeah. But, yeah you you had it was a really personal story and i think that was why it impacted yeah that group yeah yeah definitely yeah that's a great moment so we're always looking to get better at what we do uh have you ever heard me use the phrase ruthless evaluation
0: i actually have not you've not no, wow you that's
2: good we missed that meeting we did yeah we had a meeting we said it's ruthless evaluation it's not heartless, heartless. evaluation
1: <laughs> there is a difference <laughs>
2: But we use that all the time to kind of describe our debrief process for when we're looking at something we've done. So, Carson, this is your invitation to ruthlessly evaluate (laughs) what is one thing that uh, student leaders need to understand through their role that we can help challenge them to do. So, what can we help student leaders to
0: know how to do? Um, I think it's just a process of us knowing our role as a whole and that we're we're not behind you but we're with you in this and that we're keep on trying to support you guys and support everyone we're trying to show the word of god and i think it's just important that we keep going forward in this and that we keep giving each other positive encouragement instead of discouraging Mm -hmm. and i think that ruthless not heartless correct ruthless not heartless (laughs) um and I think this as a whole would just be a great program for anyone that wants to join and it's gonna keep on evolving over the years. So I challenge everyone if, you know, if you're thinking about joining the program, I definitely recommend it. Um, it's a great program. I've had a lot of fun. It's helped me grow in my faith. Awesome.
2: Yeah, and we're aiming, I mean, for people really that are starting out. So like our listeners, probably a youth minister who really wants to start a a program of student leadership. Um, and just trying to encourage them to give, have the tools that they need to be able to begin. So
1: Mm -hmm. I just, I think back to where you started two years ago and then seeing you on retreat, giving that message and impacting, um, that one small group who told you about it, but I know many more as well. And just seeing that growth. And that just all comes from this student leadership and just having opportunities be, to have that ruthless evaluation and the encouragement to keep growing exactly as you were saying so We've talked about you giving messages, but you've been able to do a lot of different things here at Nativity in general. But for student leadership, too, I mean, you're a sacristan for Mass. You run lights for Big Church and for our Next Gen programs. You've done messages on stage and on camera. You were in a skit. (laughs) Were there times when you needed to be challenged to try something or do something that scared you a little bit? And what helped you take that leap to actually do them?
0: Well, it's funny you mention it, actually. Um, The skit was not my greatest memory of all time. Um, Well, you know, so I have two sisters and a crazy mother who love (laughs) to get up and move and dance and do all these skits and plays and Mm -hmm. musicals. Shout out to Megan. Yes. Shout out to Megan. His mom mom. is on
1: staff. We have to (laughs) say that. She is fantastic. (laughs)
0: Um, Well, I didn't get that gene. So, getting up there and having another one of our student leaders, Sammy, ask me to be in this play, I had no idea what I was doing. Never seen it before in my life. Um, so, I get up there and we go to our first rehearsal. I'm practicing all this stuff. And eventually, it's like, okay, I mean, this is not too bad. Like, I can kind of get this easy. But, you know, the retreat comes and it turns out a different role is in here and that I have to take that role. And, It was an hour before we performed. I didn't know anything about the role because, you know, my attention span is not the greatest, let's just say. Um, So, not really paying attention during that part. Um, But getting up there, it definitely took some courage and it definitely like scared me. Um, But everyone being there and like thinking about how I could impact these, uh, all these students coming in really made a difference because it helped me pick myself up and be like, you're not doing this for yourself, you're doing this for everyone coming. So.
1: Yeah, not only just out of your comfort zone of kind of the theatrics, but then really being thrown into something with no preparation at all.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, it turned out amazing. Thank you. So we are grateful that you did that, took that leap of faith.
2: Yeah, if you haven't seen the Everything skit by Lifehouse before, it's been done I don't know how many times. I mean, I saw that skit when I was in high school, and I don't think it was new then. (laughs) (laughs) But it's still good. It's an oldie but a goodie. Well, Carson, thanks for your time today. You've probably grown, like I said, as much as anyone we've had these last couple of years. You're confident. We can see that and hear it from you. And you're always willing to help. And we've not ever had a student leadership team without you on it.
0: Uh, Uh, Wow. Oh, yeah.
2: Man, makes you think. So after this year, after you graduate, you're going into your senior year. We're going to have to just start all over. Whenever we where would you guys be without me? I don't know. Well,
1: we'll get Alice, your younger sister. She'll, t- <laughs> she'll fill Good in the, the family. <laughs> no, we love
2: Alice. We love Alice. We love Alice. Well, thanks for being with us today, Carson. And as we always do, we like to end with one bright idea. So our bright idea today is at the beginning of the year, have your student leaders talk about something that they want to do a little bit, but that scares them and maybe they've seen other people do it. Maybe they just have something in mind that they Mm want to do. I mean, the skit was somebody coming to us Mm -hmm. and asking us to do it again, because we hadn't done a skit in a while, um, who will be our guest next week. So um, anyway, it's just a great chance to have them kind of prepare their mind, their heart for something that they can do that scares Mm -hmm. them a little bit, but work with them throughout the year so that each person gets to try that scary thing sometime during your ministry year. So that's our bright idea for today.
1: Well, thank you for joining us today on Uprising. We love you very much. Be sure to join us next time as we conclude this series on student leadership and discuss moving student leaders out.